Some go yard. Some go yard. Yeah. Almost finishing our seventh year. Pretty yes, soon. we are. Uh, first part of September. Middle of September, I guess. That's coming up pretty quickly. We're glad you're all joining us tonight right here on Go Yard. What's this show all about, Doctor? This show is all about learning to hit those home runs in life. Amen. Yeah. What, what kind of a home run would we talk about on a show like this? <laughs> we talk besides about besides the Rays. Let's we can talk Rays, about yeah. them. About yes. Thriving in life, not just yes. getting by. Yeah. And why is that important? Because there's a lot of people that would say, I don't, why, "Why do you have a show on that?" Well, there's a lot of people that are just kind of getting by day by day and they're feeling more like they're surviving life yes and they're not thriving in they're life. not thriving and that's what this show's all about so for all these years we've covered all kinds of topics and uh we just did a series on codependency and that that's right out here on podcast here go to tantalknetwork.com and you can go to the name of the show under the podcast tab which is go yard and that whole series was four or five. And this one, I think, is four, number four tonight on I this series, so. which is when to let go. When to let go. When to let go of what? When to let go of all kinds of stuff I think we've really been talking about, but really about relationships. Yeah, about relationships. Yeah. And yeah we weren't sure where it was going when it started, but that's how most these series do, right? Sure. But there's things in those relationships to let go, too, like unforgiveness. Right. And anger. And Absolutely. Um, but sometimes we just need to let go of relationships yeah and that's really what we're going to talk about tonight and we're glad you're with us dr angel phd licensed mental health counselor with a a bunch of degrees that you always like to tell us about but we'll hear them all on your commercial in the middle of the show won't we yes you will and in the middle of the show we will also have available we'll talk about a couple tickets to raise game this saturday afternoon for anybody who wants to Call in, perhaps, and uh, answer a question about what we've been talking about tonight. Could end up with a couple tickets. There you go. So they need to listen. They do. And because we're big Rays fans. Yes, we are. I mean, both of us. I mean, we love the Rays. And it doesn't matter, guys, kids. I've just found out from a good authority here in the station that don't worry about the Rays being three and a half games back right now, that they will come out of this. Everything is okay. Don't worry. Okay. So aren't we glad to know that? I am very glad to know that. All right. We, this is part four on this series of When to Let Go. And we kind of left off last week talking talking about relate we've talked about family relationships we've talked about work relationships we've talked about personal relationships friendship relationships there's all kinds of relationships uh but why would we ever get to a point in a relationship where we would need to let go and what does that mean anyway sure so when we get to that point is when that relationship is causing harm to us okay and harm what, what kind of harm well emotional harm mental harm obviously physical harm but a lot right. of times it's that emotional mental kind of harm 
that's happening to us and we get torn we feel guilt we feel this obligation or responsibility to this relationship and right. a lot of times it's if it's a, a partnership or a marriage it's because we have kids or and we're keeping it together for the kids sure. and i don't want to let go of this because you know i'm trying to keep the family together if it's a you know an outside family member then well i can't not be in relationship with my brother or my sister or my mother or my father or my grandmother or my auntie it's, and that's hard isn't it yes. because i mean you don't want to just say i'm not talking to you anymore until this situation straightens out or until we can communicate on a level that's good or whatever but there are times that we really have to take a, a pretty strong stand don't we there is a lot of times we have to take a stand and that stand is about protection yeah and protection for who well first of all it's protection for our for ourselves but right and letting go is not a punitive thing it's not i'm getting back at you for bad behavior so therefore i'm not talking to you anymore no, it's not a punishment. It's not punitive. It's right. not. You know, and I think a lot it's of... It's protective of it's ourselves, protective. right? Yes. So it's not punitive. It's protective. Go ahead. Sure. So letting go is a result of this relationship is causing me emotional and mental harm. Right. And I need to stop this harm. Right. And so I'm going to put a red light here on this yes. relationship. Yes. Now, that red light might be for a period of time or forever. Yeah. Rarely is it forever, is it, do you think? You know, sometimes it is. Okay. And some relationships. I guess I haven't known of anybody who quit communicating with someone forever, unless it was somebody they were dating, and then they never no, got back with them again. sometimes it is a forever thing. A lot of times it's temporary. You're right. Okay. Time kind of helps people time out. get healing and perspective and, you know, um, helps them to kind of get through that toxic or emotionally harmful period in their life. Okay, so we talked about toxic relationships. Let's talk about abusive relationships. Okay. What's the difference between a toxic and an abusive? I know they're very similar, but I think there is a distinction. Well, I think there's a distinction because a relationship can be toxic without necessarily crossing the abuse line. Mm -hmm. But I don't think a relationship can be abusive without, without being toxic. toxicity to it. <laughs> That's so, a good point. So define them both, if you will. Sure. So, I mean, abusive is whenever we are crossing that line, we are putting, causing harm to someone financially, physically, emotionally, in a way to gain control, to manipulate. Right. Um, and that becomes an abusive relationship. Um, and the harm can be in what way? I mean, it can be physical, can't it? Like sure, you just it said, physical, it can be physical. The harm can be someone's, you know, physically hurting you. And that, I mean, that's one I think we clearly see in our culture as we tend that's to see abuse. that. The other ones, we don't want to put the A word to it because, oh, you know. One that I think people have a hard time recognizing is financial, financial. abuse. Financial. Mm -hmm. Do you want to define what that might look like for somebody who might be in that situation? Yeah, and financial abuse. And it can happen not just in marriages and partnerships, but it also happens in, in family member relationships. Um, but it's where somebody's really taking the control over the finance and limiting someone else's ability to have access to money. Right. Um, and that happens... Um, I'll see where maybe a spouse will put the other spouse on this allowance and that's all they can have. That's abusive. That's not okay. Like me, we need to work together. Everyone should know there should be transparency, especially in a marriage and partnership oh, sure. relationship of what finances are. So when we don't have yeah. that transparency when we don't have access to money. That's a controlling maneuver and that's financial abuse. Well, there are people that I've known that have, uh, controlled to the point of when someone uses their debit card, the wife, let's say, 
in a store or whatever immediately a phone call happens and what, what did you buy and you didn't ask me if you could buy that you sure know? or why did you go buy a soda and whatever at 7-eleven sure and i mean that kind it. of inquisition mm-hmm. that's reality and it happens with some people right so anytime we put the you have to ask me to do something that's kind of every day that's that's not okay that's right should, we shouldn't that becomes we're putting a hierarchy in a relationship and that's where that abuse Line yeah, because it, when people give up their own ability to control a decision, I think I'll run in here to Seven Eleven and get a Slurpee, for instance, right. like you do, right? So if and if that is something that um, you need to call your mate or whoever about and say, "Can I get a Slurpee?" What is that? That's that is that's just like bondage. an everyday, right? That's that is bondage, and it's an everyday. Like we should have the freedom to have access to things we want or need every day in our life, and so how does that feel to the person who's in bondage to that to financial abuse? Oh, they're trapped. They're trapped, and they feel trapped in the relationship because to leave means I have no access to finances. Right. What does that mean? Do I have to go to a shelter? Do I have to find somebody who'll take me in because they have no access to finances? But you know what? I've known people, and I know you do too, that you hear that in counseling, that somebody, they've had their whole uh, financial stuff taken away from them. They don't have a credit card anymore. They have no way to do anything. And that spouse or that partner is totally holding them hostage. And they are. They are being held hostage. And you know, and I'm seeing even more frequently happening with financial abuses where one, this happens in spouse relationships, where one spouse is taking control of the money and then having the other one, you know, oh, just sign the tax returns, just sign this. And then years later, (laughs) IRS is coming after both parties. And one had absolutely no clue. Right. While the other one was kind of doing stuff they shouldn't have been doing. And now everyone's in trouble. Right. Yeah. So you guys, I mean, it's very important that we keep our dignity or our autonomy. Autonomy. That's a big word. You it want is to our individuality. That? Our individuality. Right. Right. And so, and that means having access to money. Yes, it does. If you are financially the breadwinner or not. Right. Because we get this hierarchy when one person makes more money than the other. Right. If you're the stay-at-home person, you're still contributing to your family and have should have access to money. Oh, absolutely. I get this. Oh, it's mine. I made it. Right. You have to ask oh. me for my money. <laughs> yeah. I well, hear that a lot. I, I know. And there are certain people in relationships that they are the breadwinner and so that's what they think that they should have total control and it's say my, so this is mine my house my money my car i'm letting you use my stuff no 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 that's not how that works when we're especially in a marriage in a marriage i mean if a person is just in a relationship quote unquote and they live together and that's what's going on they they'll usually bolt after a while right sure they're not going to live like that sure and so the problem is some people want to be controlled. Do you want to Well, I mean, it's comfortable. That? It's what they know. It's what they know. And so, you know, they're used to not having, there's, I think, a, a safetiness a little bit in that. And so when someone comes from an environment that that's what they've known, it, it, there's, it feels safe to not have to make those decisions or just right. used to it. So they fall into it quicker. Yeah. And it's hard for them to see this as abusive. Right. Um, we can throw in all kinds of dynamics, um, including a religious dynamic where I'm just being, I'm just, I'm under, you know, the 
the, especially the wife, where they feel like the husband is the head and I'm under and I'm serving my husband and that's what I'm I supposed do to do. I got to do everything he says and, that and that's the way it works. Let him have absolute control over absolute my every control. decision. That's not what that okay. means. So what's wrong with that? Because that's not what that means. <laughs> okay, so in, in, to wrap up this series tonight, maybe, um, when to let go, when would a person in what we've just described, financial bondage, or being told what you can say, where you can go, no, you're not allowed to drive the car today, that kind of relationship bondage. Where do you draw the line? That's what we've been talking about the last three weeks. Right, and I believe that there should be a very hard line drawn when this relationship is causing you harm and taking away your autonomy and independence yeah. and ability to make a decision is harmful. And I, I'll just take it a step further. When that partner that's controlling, that when you are afraid to say, can I go buy a new outfit can i and you, and you have to approach the throne so to speak sure. right and can i you know whatever can i can i can i that's control that is control and and so when you when you realize that that's not okay we have to do something about it and one is if you can put your boundaries and take back your power and change some of those dynamics, then maybe you don't have to walk away. But I'll be honest, I that's very rare. Most of the time, the person who's had the control, they don't want to give it up. They, they don't want to give it they up. They keep saying no. they might want the, I want the other person to be strong and not needy, but they really don't because then they have control. <laughs> Trust no, they me, don't. I hear this stuff all the time. Do you really? Yes, I do. Because, no, the controller doesn't want the person to be strong. strong. Because that means they're going to get rebuked with, no, <laughs> I'll go buy whatever I darn want to at the store. Right? Sure. And right? so, but that's it. That's your line. When there's harm in this relationship, that's when we have to start looking at putting the boundaries in to take back our power. We've given away too much power. Okay. I've known people who have not actually gotten married, mm-hmm. but have been in a relationship where they live together mm-hmm. and suddenly they have the same bank account. Right. Mm -hmm. They have uh, whatever. Everything's under one person's name. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they've lost their ability to even pay any bill that they want to or go any places that they want to or take a trip. If they're, I mean, it's just that total control that is just really abusive, I think. Uh, Absolutely. And so. Anytime a relationship takes away our power, our human power to make decisions, to have autonomy, to have access to money, um, we deserve to be talked to with respect. That means we deserve to be talked to and um, not using demeaning language, not being cursed at, not being yelled at. Like we deserve to have respectful and conversation. And certainly not, not being hit. Absolutely. Physically hit. Okay, that takes us into emotional abuse. Okay, so financial abuse is the first one we're talking about tonight. And so everybody, those are the parameters really that at some point, if you're in that kind of situation, do you really want to be like that? You want to be controlled? You need to be thinking about that. So what is emotional abuse? Because financial abuse we just talked about. Sure, and emotional abuse is where we are manipulating someone's emotions to control them. And we do that in ways of putting them down. 
Okay. Talking demeaning language to them, cursing at them, yelling at them, blaming them for all the problems and whatever. And this can happen in any kind of relationship. It can be in a family situation. Any kind. In, in anything. So it can be a child that tries to control the parent oh, by absolutely. saying, you're just the worst mother in the world and blah, 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 blah. You've ruined my whole life. You've ruined and my life. Why don't you give me the money I'm asking for you right now? You have, what you are you doing? To me. You, yes. yes. Who do you think you are? You know, that demeaning meaning put down that sadly is pretty common it's common in all shapes and sizes and forms and i see this in almost every kind of relationship it's not has no lines there and it's a controlling tactic obviously Mm -hmm. and we're using um the emotional is really hard for people to see yeah why is that but i agree with you it is very hard for people to see it's very, uh, it can be very manipulative. Right. Um, and I think what happens is they push the right buttons of weakness in the other person. So okay. if, for example, if that person doesn't want to be compared to his father, oh, you're just like your father. So oh. they're using, I call <laughs> they, them the jugular kind of where they're like, go for the jugular. Like they're using information they know about you that are deep hurts or wounds. I see your. I see the lights going on in your. Because I think this is one of the biggest problems in relationships, because I, they so often when you're getting to know somebody, you're very very talkative. Oh, and you're open and and vulnerable. you're all night long on the phone and you're telling this story and that story, and a person who is an emotional abuser is taking all that in and storing it in their head. You ever been the victim of that? I absolutely have. So, I mean, go on with that. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Ding, I ding, saw ding. the lights going on. I'm because like, I see it. That's it was serious. <laughs> that's serious abuse that people do. They don't even recognize it. No, they that they're don't. being abused. So, the, so, but take it back. So, the pattern is: I've trusted this person. I've been vulnerable with this person. I've emotionally connected. And now I've when told they don't, them I love you when they or whatever. It could be a friendship. It could be in any dynamic. <laughs> so right. we have be. that emotional vulnerability. Right. And now when they don't get their way or they don't like something we're doing or they want us to do something, they're going to pull those cards out and use them as weapons. So a couple years ago in 2019, we did a series. It's here on podcast. Red flag blindness. Right. Yes, we did. And um, it's also on our website. Goyard2014.org. Recommend you go and listen to it but it this is a big huge red flag especially if you're in a new relationship fairly new less than a year and you've got somebody pulling out those cards from oh yeah well i know you told me that blah 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 right Mm -hmm. and using it against you that's a red flag that is a huge red flag um in any relationship and you're right we talk over and over and over we cannot give more trust to a relationship than it has earned right for that very reason it can become the weapons that it's used to control us emotionally and so they the come out with the, the thing that's hurtful, like you're like your father, you're like your mother, you're whatever. And that person sitting in there in that pain, in that shame, they're vulnerable to be manipulated to do whatever to prove that they're not like that person or exactly. whatever. That's an example. Another thing would be 
uh, yeah, I, you know, now I realize why that person broke up with you. I'm seeing this terrible behavior of yours. I mean, in other words, when you told, okay, we broke up, you know, blah, blah, and here was the reason. And they can use that against oh, you. Oh, yeah, it's the blame. It's That's the emotional blame. abuse, guys. That is emotional abuse. Yes. Absolutely. And so it can be blaming. It can be making you feel like your reality isn't real. We talked a little bit about that gaslighting, but that's in that emotional Would you abuse. define gaslighting for it's, people who don't know what that might be? It's making people feel like their reality isn't really real. So it's making them question and to the point where they almost feel crazy. Mm-hmm. They question their ability to make decisions, yes. their judgment, their what they see or not see. Like, they're not sure anymore. They become very insecure in their own decision making. Absolutely. And they really think, oh, I need my the, my husband or my wife or my boyfriend to make these decisions for me. I'm just really not able to do that. Sure. I don't trust my judgment. I always get, you know, whatever. And so because they've been told they've been you told. always make mistakes when it comes to, let's say, buying a car. You are always making the wrong decisions. So don't from now on, I'm doing it. You're not doing it. I've heard people say that when they get relationships, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's emotionally abusive. So anytime someone is using something emotional and they're weaponizing, it's causing pain in that area to manipulate or control what we do or don't do, that's crossing that line. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen it go to the point where I've seen people fake pregnancies to keep to emotionally keep people rope somebody back into a relationship. Absolutely. I mean, it can go into all kinds of levels. It can go on to We're going to take it into some other levels here in just a minute. You are listening to Go Yard, and this is a life coaching show. Dr. Angel and I, Mama Mac, we're on every, every Thursday night at this time. We are big Tampa Bay Rays fans. I have my Tampa Bay Rays Go Yard shirt on right now. And uh, we love our Rays. And as I said at the top of the hour, if you would like to go to a game, we have two tickets tonight. And the game we have them for is this Saturday at 1 o'clock. No, the next Saturday, the 10th it's the of July. the next Saturday? Yes. The next Saturday. All right. Thanks. I had that wrong. Yeah, because <laughs> this is only July 1st, isn't it? Yes, I'm just way far ahead already. Okay, so it's a week from Saturday, two free tickets, and you can call in after this break and tell us what we've been talking about in general, and we will make sure you get those two free tickets. First person that calls in can get them if you know what we've been talking about. What have we been talking about, Dr. Angel? (laughs) When to let go. When to let go. And financial abuse. And And emotional abuse. Emotional abuse. abuse, Anything. Say anything like that. And uh, two free raise tickets for a week from this Saturday at 1 o'clock. If you don't win them, I might have to go. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just saying right now. So, uh, no, we uh, at, the, at the end of this break, call in or call in during the break and tell Avery. Tommy's sitting out because he's just tired tonight. <laughs> so Avery's sitting in the chair and he'll answer the phone and he'll he'll know whether or not you answered the right thing here. Anyway, we're glad you're listening to so us we tonight. Give them the call in number that's seven two seven. Oh, what is it? Four four one three thousand. Again, uh, that's seven two seven four four one three thousand. You don't usually get to give numbers we like don't. that. <laughs> I do that. Usually you don't. Do you feel really important tonight? I kind of do. Yeah. Wow. She feels really important. So that's good. We always want her to feel that way. Because 
because usually she says, please make me feel important tonight. That's what she does. And so then I like, oh, gosh, how am I going to do that tonight? Uh, call in if you want those tickets. Let's go to break. a candle in a hurricane just like a picture with a broken frame alone and helpless like you've lost your fight but you'll be all right you'll be all right cause when push comes to shove you taste what you're made of you might fit until you break Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. Take your stand sometimes. That's right. We got a caller. We we do. Yeah, we have a caller. Yes. Who are you, caller? My, I'm Rosie Simpson. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, wonderful. 
So what we've been talking about, sir? You've been talking uh, emotional abuse, financial abuse from a spouse or somebody you're dating or a friend. or Man, all right. Wow, Very great good. job. Great job. Yeah. So you want those tickets? Yeah. You want those of, tickets? A, a year of therapy before my divorce. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Those tickets are yours if you want them a week from Saturday. So I you, would love to have them. All right. So when uh, you get off this, uh, Avery will talk to you on the phone and we'll figure and tell you how to do that. And tell me your first name again. It's Rosie, R-O-C-E. Rosie. Uh, Rosie. Rosie. Well, well, thanks thank you for, for listening and thanks calling Thanks for listening. In. Yeah, we love doing this show and oh, we yeah. love our race. So enjoy the game yep. on us. So. I will. I appreciate it. All right. Very much. All right. I will listen to the rest of the program. Okay, keep going. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for calling. All right. So, Dr. Angel, go ahead. No, I just wanted to highlight some of the words to our song, because it's uh, Rascal Flats uh, stand. And because when push comes to shove, you taste what you're made of. You might bend till you break, because it's all you can take. On your knees, you look up, decide you've had enough. You get mad. You get strong. Wipe your hands. Shake it off. Then you stand. Oh like boy, that, that is emotional so right on. Process, what a great right? song for that. It was a great song. It was a perfect okay, song. Okay, I want you to read that again because, listeners, this is what it takes sometimes to get out of a relationship or a toxic work event, you know, situation or a family situation. Or friendship or whatever. Yeah, sometimes it takes this. So say that again from Rascal Flats. The song is Stand. Because when push comes to shove, you taste what you're made of. You might bend till you break because it's all you can take. On your knees, you look up, decide you've had enough. You get mad, you get strong, wipe your hands, shake it off, then you stand. Then you stand. Boy, that is so right on. So let's take that a second. You get mad. Yes. And some people would say, well, I don't think it's okay to be mad about this that's going on. But I think it's very much a part of your being able to get free from well, whatever let, learning is going to let on. go because yes. when we're in a place that's causing us harm we're in a relationship that's causing us harm a lot of times that's a struggle yes it's okay to get mad it's what we do in our anger yes. that may not be okay but getting angry or mad is okay don't burn the house down but no don't hurt someone but, like, there's things we don't do but we should get mad enough to why want to protect ourselves we, why that's the reason right there say it so we should get mad so that we will put want to protect ourselves. Because t- when you're under somebody's control, right? Or manipulation or, or whatever. whatever it might be. So often people are so beat down, Dr. Angel, that they cannot see that this is causing them serious emotional, maybe financial, whatever, h- harm. I can't True. see it. And, you know, and that song talks about in the beginning lyrics is about feeling like you've been completely beat up. Like it happens that way. It's yes. hard to let go of a relationship, um, no matter what kind of relationship. It's not easy. It's a loss. Yes, There's it is. There's a grief is. and a loss to that. But that getting mad is what gives us the strength to say, I need to protect me. It's I exactly value right. me enough yeah. to stop this. Yeah, and and that's the problem with people that can't let go. They don't value their own identity or their own, um, what's the word I'm looking for, their own 
their feelings. Th- right. They don't value themselves. Like they, yeah. So what happens? Like when we stay in these toxic, abusive, unhealthy, whatever you want to call it, because there's lots of different terms for it. It's like putting your hand. On, if you put your hand on a hot stove, what do you do? You pull it right back, right? Because it's going to burn your hand. Sure. And it hurts. Hurts bad. But when we stay in them, it's like just leaving our hand on the burning stove. It's just talk about the frogs in the water. Yes. It's just continuing to cause us harm. And so we wouldn't do that in the natural. We wouldn't keep our hand on a burning stove. Why do we stay in a hurtful relationship? Right. You know, and what happens in those relationships is they didn't start that way. No. They started. They usually started with all kinds of, oh, yeah, you're great. They started in a way that you felt able to be vulnerable. You felt trusting you and you talk too much and you said too many stories and you got yourself into a mess whatever probably. it is they started in a, in a different place and slowly that toxicity or that abuse or whatever that is starts coming into those relationships so we take a frog and we put him in a pot of boiling water he's jumping out you take that same frog and put him in room temperature water, turn it up in a degree an hour, he'll stay in until it boils. And that's what we're doing. We're staying in these relationships and we're boiling to death. We are. And a lot of times we're boiling on the inside and it comes out in um, anger. It can come out in uh, crying and screaming. It can come out in depression, depression anxiety. It can uh, come out isolation, isolation, um, fear, fear, staying away from family, so family doesn't know what this wonderful new boyfriend really is like or girlfriend, and um, and and so we are slowly getting used to living abused. Right, or living in a relationship that's causing us harm. Right, or causing us harm. Mm-hmm. Right. So we talked in the first part, financial abuse, emotional abuse. Uh, how about the type of control that family members can make where they will use grandchildren as hostages? Oh, sure. I mean, To get anytime, you to do a certain thing. Anytime we use another individual relationship as a hostage. I mean, the parent hostage, against oh, yeah. the grandparent, for I've instance. I've seen that. Anytime we use any kind of person as hostage to control someone's behavior, that's a problem. Like, that's abusive. That's not okay. Right. And so, yeah, you're right. I've seen adult children use the grandchildren in a way to control the parents, their parents' behavior. I've seen, um, I mean, all kinds of stuff where one family member will talk to other family members to not talk to you until you do what they want you to do, right? <laughs> right. So now they kind of isolated they, you out. Yeah, they cut off communication because you aren't you're doing not, what they want you to do. You're not flying right, right, right? You're not doing what they want you to do. And, you know, and that's hard hurtful and harmful oh, all over it's so so abusive it's so that's the abusive. word it's all abusive there's no right. other way to to put that um you know and a lot of times when we we have uh, i've seen um parents with adult children like want to have the say on their life and so they will manipulate and make them feel like they're bad people or bad adults or they're not oh you're just acting like a kid and they're adults Right. right, like so, they they put the shaming on them to get them to do what they want them to do, or they say, if you don't do it this way, I'm gonna quit paying your cell phone bill, quit paying your phone. I mean, your that's the same thing. Your car payment, your insurance. Right, I, I won't things. help you. I won't babysit your kids. Yeah, I, won't, I won't whatever. Do all that until you do it my way. Grandparents can do it too. It can oh, be absolutely. the other way oh, it around. Can be all which ways? Right. Okay. So yeah, I don't want to highlight any one way. There's no, just so no. many ways this can play out. And it can happen in a work environment. Friends isolate you because they ice you out. You won't 
talk about what your boss is really like behind his back. And you're like, uh, no, I don't want to talk about my boss or whatever. Oh, no, come on, tell us. We want to know what he's like, you know, whatever. Oh, it could be in a work environment where there's this unwritten expectation that you work over weekends and after hours. And one person's like, yeah, no, work is at work and I'm not doing it. So everyone's icing you out because you're not doing what they want. Like, it can happen in so many ways. Yes, absolutely. So... What's wrong with that? That's abusive. Like, there's just no, <laughs> there's no sugarcoating that. That's not okay. Like, not at all. And so, if you're in that kind of relationship where you feel like somebody's, you're kind of like a puppet on a puppet you're, string. That's like, exactly what you are. Puppet on a puppet they're string. Mar- you know, they're pulling those that, strings to get you to do exactly what they want. Right. And they're using the grandkids. They're using money. They're using other family members or support. They might be using public shame or humiliation. Like, oh, I'll tell everybody who you really are. Like, that's not okay. That's blackmail. It is blackmail. It is. It's total blackmail. So our our point that the, this whole four part series has been is when do you let go? If you are being controlled like that, it's time to sit up and take notice. It's time to let go. Like that's not okay. Now let go can look like different things, right? Mm-hmm. It can look like sit 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 down. Blah, 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 blah. I'll get here in a minute. Tongue-tied. Sit down with that person and say, let's talk about this. This is what I feel you're doing, okay? But a lot of times when that dynamic's going on, nobody wants to sit down and talk. Well, here's the thing. A lot of times when that dynamic's going on, it's also the dynamic that that person's used to. Uh huh. So it's just kind of normal. So when these things are happening, it's not always happening out of um, malice. Right. Sometimes it's just a, a dysfunction that goes way through someone's history or family line okay so let's say it's a grandmother who says no you're not going to control me like that right Mm -hmm. or no i'm going to take a stand and then the kid says fine you're not seeing your grandkids Mm -hmm. this happens oh all the time I, I, i have a friend and she has been cut off from her two grandsons for four years now wow because she would not go along and without saying no that's wrong that's abusive what, what's happening here and this dynamic is not right that's not okay so they just the, the the wife just said fine you don't see get the kids it's been going on now four years i it is it's something that happens all the time and it's heartbreaking everywhere it's heartbreaking to the kids it's heartbreaking to the grandparents it's not okay but why do people think they can get by with that why do they think okay i'm gonna i it's a conscious thought there are it's got to be a conscious thought when you take grandkids away from their grandparents for four years oh absolutely okay that is like that doesn't just happen and that every phone call every contact that's not responded to they move away and don't get these people have moved away and they don't know where they live they don't even know what state they're in you talk about control. That's control. And it's evil. It's wrong. That's Yeah, that's pure evil. I will call that that because that's just, that's control. And they're not sure if they'll ever see their grandsons again. Wow. And the son is given in to the wife. Wow. Because the wife hates the mother-in-law. And we have those kinds of things, and that's not okay. The important thing is, is we cannot allow that manipulative control behavior to... No make us change what we would do we can't give into it or we're always okay, going well, to goes back in. to the song we used today in the right. break stand take, take a, a stand. stand but why is taking a stand so hard for so many people angel i believe that most people most i may be wrong but i'm just a 
tad bit older than you, about two years older. And that's that's a lie. But anyway, because I'm a lot older than that. But anyway, without that being said, I've seen this many times when that manipulative thing happens. And because the grandparents want to see the grandchildren that bad, they give in. They give in. They do whatever. And when they give in, it's going to be easier for it to happen again. It's going to keep happening because now they know this works. I yeah, can this works. get you to do whatever I need you to do. Right. If I just threaten this. Yes. Because for some people, the, the pain of taking that stand may mean I can't see my grandkids or whatever it is that's happening. And that is painful, and I don't want to deny that, but it is more painful to let somebody manipulate and control your life and emotions and can threaten to take this away from you at any time. Is it really? Yeah, I think so. Why? Why do you say that? Because well, I all, think you're right, but I want you to make the case because for that. first of all, you're living in a fear and anxiety that this could be gone on if I do one thing wrong, That's if I take exactly one misstep, right. if I breathe so, wrong. They've got you. Right. They've got you in a corner. Talk about walking on eggshells. That's like, walking that's on eggshells. Borderline personality disorder is talked about in the book Walking on Eggshells. Who wrote that? I forget. Oh, I don't remember that. But guys, if you know any situation in your life, get that from order at Barnes & Noble or wherever. It's probably right there in the store. Sure is. Uh, Walking on Eggshells helped me in a situation like this many years ago. And I recommend that book for anyone who's dealing with relationships where they feel like yes. this manipulation is happening where they're feeling emotionally controlled because even if you're not dealing with someone with that diagnosis like the yeah, advice Yeah, it doesn't have to be that diagnosis. Right. That advice can be very helpful on helping you take the stand you need to take. Well, a counselor that I was seeing personally, this is many many years ago, said to me, "You need to go get this book." And from the first page on, I started recognizing how this person and then this other person from the past and then this person, this was the way they treated me. So obviously, I was I was codependent with that, right? So I went through all that and got, mm-hmm. got over that. But I mean, because they, I guess we are a target for this kind of abuse, right? People that are easily talked into stuff. Well, oh, people mom, have, please just give me $400. You know you have it, please, right? I feel like people who have um, advanced empathy, who are very compassionate, who are very um, heart-connected people, I feel like they are a higher vulnerability to advanced this. Advanced empathy. Yeah, because you care about what the other person is feeling, and you don't want to see them go through pain. Especially when it's your kid. Well, sure. You don't want to see someone suffer, and so right. you're you're more willing to you're more vulnerable. I really yes. feel like I see that pattern a lot. Many, many, many years ago, I had to draw a line and not bail one of my children out of jail, and um, unfortunately, her dad continued to do that, and so the behavior continued. But I had to draw a line in the sand at that time and say, okay. I don't, it bothers me that you're spending a day, two, a week, two weeks in jail, but I think I need to do this for you, actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was called every name in the book, right? And how dare you do this, Mom? You don't love me, blah, blah, blah. I still don't regret that decision, and that was 25 years ago. So I'm going to ask you this. When you were going through that, how was that for you? Was totally painful it is painful isn't oh it? my gosh and the ex-husband and the, his parents were saying 
no, 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 we have to do this. We have to do this. We have to rescue her. Uh, and I still believe I made the right decision 25 years ago. Absolutely, you did. But at the time, oh, my gosh, audience, it was so painful to see my little girl. Hurting. She was in, in jail for her own behavior, drug problem, late teens. But to have to realize I'm allowing her to stay in those awful conditions. Still don't regret it. Yeah. Still because the don't frame regret of it. that was people don't change until they feel the pain of their behavior. Like they pain have to brings change. change, right? So like pain brings change. If we continue to rescue, they're never That's it right there. Can you ring the bell? Yeah, Please. Bell, okay, but you gotta say it again in order to ring the bell. You can't just ring the bell, people go, What was that about? Well, so what am I saying again? Which one? Pain brings change? Yes, all that. Yes. We and can't explain rescue. it. Well, we, you, you did not do a good job on that bell. Uh, it needs to be like a bum, bum, bum. Okay. So we cannot <laughs> rescue people. Right. Because we are saving them from a pain that they need to feel to make the changes they need to make for their life to become more healthy. That was very long. But was that, that was a long? good bell ring. Was that a better bell ring? Be- better bell ring, but it was a very long explanation. So I hope our, our audience caught that. I think they did. But, but that is what the misunderstanding is because the parent who thinks I've got to rescue my child I don't want them to spend a night or two in jail or I don't want them to not be able to do this or that because of what they did right Um, we got to toughen up people and that's just it. <laughs> in right. all these areas, financial, emotional, whether it's some child of yours or a friend or a spouse trying to control you, you got to toughen up and realize, whoa, that's not okay. But instead, what we do is we try to keep peace, make peace. We do. And so we want everybody to be happy. Let's all be happy. Kumbaya, sit around the campfire and... And there is no kumbaya. In the meantime, we are hurt, continuing to hurt. We're miserable. We're in constant pain. And we're stuffing and putting a smile on and acting like it's okay while this relationship is tearing us apart from the inside out. And now we have diseases and physical ailments from the type of pain. That heart pain, that yep. heartbreak pain is real. Yes, yes. And you keep staying in this relationship and they keep hurting you. It's it's the definition of insanity. People yes. keep doing the same, same thing things. and expecting different results. Absolutely. When people show you who they are, believe, believe them, them the first time. The first time. But why don't we believe them on the first time, Dr. Angel? Well, oh, because we make an excuse. We want to believe the best. We want whatever. And we don't. Yeah. No, we don't. I've heard so, oh, but they're really a good person. You know, I've had women come in all bruised and beat up. Oh, well, he he was just angry. He had a really bad day at work. Oh, and I, I got in his way. Or I didn't make the dinner right. And like, whoa, yeah, red light. Whoa. Stop right there. Whoa. <laughs> Stop right there. You know, and sometimes <clears throat> one of the dynamics I try to use with people is because we will accept things for ourselves that we would never advise someone in our lives to accept right right so maybe you sit back and say if my friend had this relationship what would i say to my friend that's right would i say it's okay for 
this person to control or scream and yell at you and call you names or keep all the money from you. Like, would I say that's really okay? It's a good point. Sometimes that can be a good barometer for us. It, it really should be. And, and I think one of the reasons we tend to try to make peace and keep peace and all of that stuff is because we want everybody happy, but we do that at our own expense. We do. We don't want people to think bad of us. Oh, that's another reason. Oh, we don't want to yeah. be the bad guy. We don't want to be I the bad guy. I can't tell you how many times I can't be the bad guy or what will people think? Yeah. yeah. What will they think if I'm not talking to my mother? What right. would they think if I if I took a break? That I, I would be a horrible person. What would they think if I actually told my daughter, no, right. no, I'm not going to bail you out this time. Right. What would no, they think if I'm I walked out of my marriage? I'm not going to pay for all that. Yeah. What if, oh, oh, <laughs> that happened to me. And I'll tell you what, at age 35, and whoa, that was very hard with my family. It was very hard. There were some members of my family very, very close to me who did not speak to me for over a year. Although I had been in a very difficult marriage for a long time, yet they chose to decide that they liked me better married. So they didn't sure. talk to me. So there can be that, and that's that painful. That was that was extremely painful. I remember the first Christmas that I wasn't invited to anything, you wow. know, and I wasn't talked to. For, I really wasn't talked to, even on the phone, for almost a year or wow. over a year. Actually, it was over a year. And and so I've been there. I know what that feels like, guys. It doesn't feel good when you have to take a stand for what's better for you and your children, let's say, which was my situation. Sure. And when you have to take that stand, it can have repercussions. That's what we're saying. But when do you let go? When you reevaluate it and you realize, wait a minute, mm, the bad, it it just, the good, (laughs) the bad outweighs the good here. The bad outweighs the good. And and when we let go, letting go, maybe put that pause button. Right. Letting go is stopping the damage. Yeah. And kind of coming back. I need to put boundaries in. I need to heal. I mm-hmm. need to get more healthy. Maybe then we can have a discussion or reenter a relationship. Maybe it takes more time. I don't know. Maybe it takes therapy for this. But at the end of the day, it we doesn't stop always take the divorce. Damage. It doesn't always take divorce. No. no. A lot of times, I know you've got a great track record in your counseling with, with mending relationships. At least that's what you say. <laughs> so, uh, but I know you do. And, and, but it takes work. Yes. You know, nothing, no relationship, parent and child, nothing. It takes work and it takes each person in that relationship, whatever kind of relationship it is, working to make the peace and to Absolutely. understand the other person. Right. Can you sum all this up? Oh, my goodness. It's a whole lot to sum up in, I in know. a couple minutes. Um, but the, at the end of the day, like, when we let go, we let go. When we are hurting in a relationship, when it's causing us any kind of harm, we have to stop the damage. We have to let go. We are not going to change that other person. No, we're not going to change We are them. not going to be able to fix. <laughs> but we think we are. We do think we yeah. can change them if we just did X, Y, and Z. No, that doesn't stop it or change it. We have to value ourselves. Enough to protect herself. Get counseling. Get help. Get 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 into a a neutral party. And like you said last week, if a counselor takes sides, the counselor is not good. That's not a counselor for you. That's right. They need to to have to stay neutral. They have to and help you learn. Yeah, be objective and help you 
find this journey and gain the strength you need. And, you know, there's some really great tools. There's books like Codependent No More. There's Walking on Eggshells. There's Boundaries. Like there's a ton of really great books that can help you navigate some of this. But you have to be willing, A, to do the work. You got to recognize yourself enough to say, I need to stop the pain. Boy, that's huge. If they don't remember anything else tonight. That's it right there. Yep. Stop the pain. Stop the pain. Because when you're in a situation where you know you're hurting and you just, oh, it hurts so bad, you know, you got to do something about it. You have to do something about it. Absolutely. If there is no magic pill. We don't get to blame. And here's another thing, and I want to go on record, say anytime there's a problem in a relationship, there's two people involved in that problem. Take yourself out of the equation. Yeah. Back up. Back it up. Wow. We hope this series has helped you. We have no idea what the next one will be. Uh, we just <laughs> fly as we go, don't we? Yes, um, we do. And so it's been great being with you tonight and in these four-part series on when to let go. It's right here on TantalkNetwork.com podcast. Go to podcast tab. Go to Go Yard. And thank you, caller, for calling in. Not such a nice gentleman uh, that got those tickets. Did you take care of that, Avery? All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll do it again soon because we love our Rays. Go Rays! Come out of this little slump you're in. And uh, we are totally supportive of them. And who are you, anybody, who's been sitting here with this hat on tonight? I'm Dr. Angel. Oh, you're Dr. Angel. And I'm Mama Mac, and this has been Go Yard. And we're glad you're joining us. And go back and listen to these podcasts on TantalkNetwork.com under Go Yard and learn and refer them to other people. God bless you. Have a good week and see you next Thursday night. Good night. God willing. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.